Hey everyone, welcome back to Aquaria Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things romantic with Madison and me, Blake. Why did I just throw up peace signs? We'll never know. Um, this is our... Why am I having a brain fart? Oh, ever have. This is our third episode for Crescent City of House of Earth and Blood. Um, so we're going to be doing... So, okay. Real talk, because I know she's not caught up, so she won't listen to this in time. So we were going to do chapters four through six, right? Um, I miscalculated. I always do because it always gut punches me what episode or what chapter, um, you know, shit hits the fan. Mm -hmm. And in case you're wondering, it's five and then six is the direct aftermath. Now, if you're like, oh yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. So we're just doing chapter four because guys, if you remember, Mads and I are very, very good friends and we love Caitlin so much. So the plan is to lie to her, obviously get her on the podcast. We start the recording. And then, bam, it's her worst nightmare, reliving the trauma of chapters five and six. Because we love her so much. Aww. So, so much. Actually, she's on my shit list. She's getting off of it, but the bitch wait, had to wait, because of work, air quotes there, uh, um, to read uh, Iron Flame. And so she literally didn't start it till Friday, like, late afternoon. She did finish yesterday, but... I also, as you can imagine, Madison had to make sure she was actually reading fully. Huh. Caitlin does this thing where if it's like a new release and she really, really is excited to read it, which I think a lot of people do and then they go back and reread, but it takes for Caitlin forever to go back and reread. She like won't pay it enough attention. Like she's more like she wants to just know what happens, you know? Yeah. She wasn't reading any of the chapter notes at the start of every chapter, which is where you really need to pay attention. Um, like for a lot of information in that book. So I had to Saturday, I was like, Hey man, you need to make sure you're doing that. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, the, the notes before each chapter, you have to read those. And she was like, are you kidding me? I'm already like 20 something chapters in. I got to go back and read all of them. And I was like, Oh my God. But anyways, she's on my shit list. Cause she, she took forever to read it. But anyways, so, um, that's why today we're just doing chapter four. Um, because we miscalculated and we need Caitlin on to torture her. I would like to point out you miscalculated. I did. Okay. I miscalculated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In my defense, it's been a rough morning. Okay. I woke up. My eyes were swollen shut. I don't know why. Who knows? You know, whatever. Maddie, luckily, is a very nice person. Was like, hey, man, why don't you, why don't you like take a minute and, you know, try to get your eyes open. Um, I don't know so. why. <laughs> you were like <laughs> rushing and I was like, oh, my God. I, I was like, I'm so, so, well, because I know you're busy being a boss bitch and you get a lot of work done on Sunday. So I was like, oh, no, I'm so i mean yeah but damn i ain't that busy i need to this has taught me i don't have any like the you know what i'm talking about like the gel eye masks like, uh, you know you know what i'm talking about yeah like like i feel like they're really big in the 90s but i don't think it's a 90s thing but i feel like that's when i remember them a lot does that make sense like early 2000s that's a 90s thing well you know what i don't either actually i was gonna defend myself and i can't so anyways okay no i wouldn't All right, um, Mads, you want me to do the recap? We yeah. know who you are with it. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah. Mads is a reluctant prisoner to these episodes until she gets like other things that she can like really get in, get into it. Um, so basically, chapters one through three. Um, I like to think of it as SJM in introduces us to a bunch of characters that we instantly fall in love with and want to know more about, just so she can break our fucking hearts. Yeah, that's why she yeah. was on a plane crying while writing this. 
you know what? Good. <laughs> Love you, but good. Cry, because you make all of us very upset. Um, God, I cannot wait for Cal. Yeah, apparently she plotted this out on a plane and, like, cried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the first, wasn't it, like, the first scene she saw was the end of the book with, like, and she just knew Bryce had, like, a dead friend, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Okay. Like, I often run, wonder about authors, like, creative process and how they do things, and you see it a lot on your end, too. <sighs> it's a little unsettling sometimes, like, creative genius, but you're like, where do these thoughts come from? Yeah. Like, you good? Um, I feel like Lark does that to you a lot. She'll post your response Lark and your reactions and you're like, fucks losing me your up shit. regularly. Yeah. yeah. And I think she, she just sounded laughs like it at should it. be dirty, but oh, she definitely laughs she at just it. For laughs sure. at it. And I'm like, Jesus. To be fair, you and I both have done that to each other where one of us has read a book before that we know the other one's going to be upset about and we laugh about it. But we don't, we aren't, the difference is that we are not creatively coming up with that. No. If I had the creativity, I would, though. Just know that. I would write specifically to break your heart. Oh, that's so pleasant. <laughs> it's just, you know, I love you so much. Oh, yeah. And then I'll push you in front of a subway. Ha <laughs> ha, full circle. You're so nice. I know. I know. Um, okay, so chapters one through three, really what you get is you get, like, your introduction to Bryce and Danica. Um, you get a little bit of a glimpse in, like, some... It is an info dump. We say it all the time. Um, the, the the first, I'd say like 100 pages or so are literally just an info dump. It's okay. Wade through it. Get through it. We all have, it's okay. Especially if you need to reread. Like, fine. It's understandable. Um, so you get more of an intro to uh, Crescent City, the world uh, that everybody's in, the different veneer, um, non-veneer. Um, you meet Lahaba. Love that. You get sort of a meeting with Jezebel and you're like what the fuck she's scary and then you learn about um Philip Briggs not a great guy good idea you know especially if you're a human um but not a great guy um and you you get more of like the political landscape Danica's role who the heads of the city are um and then chapter three you get this adorable 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 scene with um the pack of devils and we meet all of them and we love them instantly and then you meet connor and you're like "Ooh, you hot i like this tension with you and brass Ooh, i like it i like it oh my gosh it's going somewhere wow way to just like fucking bring that up you're welcome bitch you're welcome that's like god Ugh. yeah mm-hmm. i can't yeah he had so much potential it upsets me on a visceral level. Immediately. Oh, and we do get to meet um, Ethan, his little brother, who you're all like, oh, some unrequited crush. And you're like, oh, that's cute. And then you realize, like, later in this book, you're like, oh, God. And then the second book, you're like, oh, no. Um, again, like, there have been there were times in Throne of Glass and Akatar where SJM really came for us. But, like, this entire series, like, the entire Crescent series, Crescent City series, I just... I just want to know what we did as a fandom that she was like, you know what? It's time. Uh-huh. I'm going to fuck with them. Um, so then chapter three ended with, uh, well, one, after Danica basically told the entire pack that Reed fucked Bryce and then before his dick was even soft, picked up his phone, uh, which is obviously horrible, but also even worse when the entire pack hears it. Um, Bryce leaves to go on a date with said dickhole. Um, he is a hot but bland 
basically makes me think of a finance bro in Charlotte. You know what I mean? How they all wear the khakis, the light blue shirt. It's vest season, so they all have their little vests. Mm-hmm. They're just like, they could be good looking, but they're bland, you know? Um, but his, he is human, but his family is filthy rich and has a uh, read technologies and like they're in, they, they've got their hands in everything. So that's important to remember. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's wearing a hot as fuck dress. Uh, she is hot. It's a little scandalous. So, you know, the, the pack had been making bets on if she would even be allowed in the restaurant. Um, LOL at that. These types of restaurants also, I can't, I can't do these types of restaurants. What? Like. These, like, super, super, super fancy restaurants. Oh, those are the only restaurants I like. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm talking the ones where, like, it's a bite of food. That's my problem with them. Oh, I just order extra. I can't do it. Oh, it pisses me off. When I I'm, do it. When I'm with Eric, he doesn't give a shit. See, I can't. I don't. Um, I eat too much. And then I feel weird when I'm like, can I eat this? Can I have, like, four more of them since you gave me a bite of food? Hmm. There's not too many, like, there's not too many that are, like, a lot of the really, I will give Charlotte, like, a lot of the really nice restaurants in this city aren't like that, which is nice. They they feed you, which is good. Yeah. There's quite a few, a lot of the places I, I, anytime I'm up in New York for work, there's a lot of those where I'm like, you sons of bitches. Mm Mm-hmm. Although you guys went to that, what was it, Tapas? The Tapas, the really good Tapas place in Miami that you really liked. Was that the one? Remember you were sending all the pictures. Last time you were down there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, you don't know what I'm talking about? No. It was like the really, really nice one you went to and you said it was all tapas, but like you showed, like you got so many different things and it looked like it was literally like a tablescape of heaven. Where was this? I think you were in Miami. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The Miami, the food in Miami, I don't know where the hell we were, was pretty subpar. <gasps> no. Yeah, unless it was like at the actual place we were staying, it was really subpar. Like Eric and I talked Maybe about it, was it all when the you time. Were in, like South Carolina, then it had to be South. Car- yes, South yes. Carolina. Yes, you got all the tapas. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's what that makes Because so I was like in Miami, like we talk all the time about how like that it trip was, was eh. like. Eh. Oh, that's horrible. Because Miami does have really good food. You just. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Um. Why did I go on this? Oh, right, right, right. The, the Pearl and Rose. Pearl and Rose. So the Pearl and Rose was everything Bryce hated about this city. Oof. But she got through the door. So Danica owes her silver mar- uh, 50 silver marks, which seems like a pretty steep bet. I... Like, doesn't 50 silver marks sound like it would be a lot? I don't know. that Their money system's still very foggy to me. But like, Yeah, I don't know. Like, silver marks? Like, are they made of silver? But if it's a mark, that's usually a paper. Is it silver paper? Or is it colored silver? How does silver become paper? I've got a lot of questions. <laughs> got a lot, a lot of questions. Um, So she goes in. And again, with the money in her head, she's like, ah, 50 silver marks. Which, again, sounds like a lot to me. Wouldn't even make a dent in this meal. It's firmly in the gold zone. Okay. Um, and then we, we get kind of more like Reed has a black card. We all want the black card, you know, she's like, he won't even like look at the bill before he puts his black card in the folio to like pay like, okay. Dreams. Right. Right. Um, so she gets seated and he's nowhere to be found. Now, mind you, she was already running late and she had to rush after day of work, get ready and get there. Right. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes in, he's not there. Um, finally, 
she looks at her phone because it goes off and she's like, I swear to fucking God, if this man is like canceling on me. Oh no. Cause she had already gotten a glass of wine and she was like, she literally was like, I cannot even afford this glass of wine fucking show up so I can have my wine. Um, and literally the wine was so expensive. She would have to give up her dance classes for two months to afford it. Like, what is this place? Yeah. I would be scared to have a glass of wine that expensive. The most expensive glass of wine I've had was like, I would never like, order that. I don't, I don't appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't have the, uh, the palette of appreciation for that expensive of wine. No. You could give me a $20 glass and a hundred dollar glass of wine. And I would take a sip of both. And I would literally not be able to tell you most likely. That's what Eric and I always say about ourselves. I never, did you take the wine tasting class at Miami? I didn't. No. So guys, fun fact, we, as you guys know, we both went to Miami university. Um, they have a wine tasting class, but it's actually supposed to be, like, amazing. And it is a good, like, supposedly a good thing for business or whatever. You know, like, you can have wine, t- like, whatever. But you want to talk about some Hunger Game level shit to get that class? Because they offered it once. Like, it was always in the spring. And there was, what, like, two things of it? I have no idea. I never took it. it didn't I didn't take it. I tried, to, I tried to do it junior and senior year. And I always had early registration because of like the like my double major and shit like I still never got it. I am convinced that you had to like pay off the register registrar or something. Mm. But either way, anyways, okay. So um, she looks and the the message like it's not read messaging her. So she's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" Like so she's just sitting there, and the upper echelons of the city they're all um. <laughs> They're bitches, right? They're terrible, mean people. They're mean. They're mean. Um, they're looking at her. Uh, obviously, uh, she's got the fey ears. So she's got pointed ears, but, you know, clearly human. Mm-hmm. Um, so they call, like, she, she, we start to get more, like, as this chapter goes, especially. There's a lot of hate in the city for what, like, she calls, ha- like, she knows they call her, like, half-breed. Mm-hmm. And it's awful. Um. So she takes her phone back out and reads the messages that she got for the fourth time. They're from Connor. SJM, you are... God! Okay. Here they are. You know I'm shit with talking, but what I wanted to say before you tried to get into a fight with me instead, by the way, was that I think it's worth it. You and me giving us a shot. As if that's not bad enough. The next one... I'm crazy about you. I don't want anyone else. I haven't for a long while. One date. If it doesn't work, then we'll deal with it. But just give me a chance, please. Please is its own sentence at the end of that. She has this big, strong alpha hole, as she likes to make fun of him and call him, like second in the pack, saying please and begging for one date. This is just cruel. It's cruel and unusual. Um, so by now, it's like 45 minutes. Honestly, I get that she couldn't afford the wine, but I I would be livid. I am so about punctual. Like, I, I could not. I, I would lose it. I would lose it. So he shows up finally, and he just says, sorry, babe. That's it. That's all we get. 
Um, and so we learn more about, like, Reed and his family. Uh, they're very much about appearances, so he's meticulous about how he dresses. He is good-looking. Um, and, like, even Bryce is like, she would have called him vain, but then Bryce is like, but then I'd have to call myself vain, because we do know Bryce really is, uh, she always is, she looks amazing at all times. Like, she's always, her outfits are, like, fucking giving every single day. Like, so she's like, oh, okay. Um... But she also, in a sad way, is, like, he also has a, a personal trainer, which she's, like, he is toned, which is nice. Again, he's hot, so that's always fun to have eye candy. But she can't judge him for it because it's also part of the reason she keeps up with dance and her training that her stepfather, Randall, had instilled in her is because they're, hum- like, they both understand that they are at all times prey in this world, right? Like, they always have to be at top strength for even a chance to survive should a veneer, like, turn on them, which is kind of crazy. So then we get this just casual mention of since the day the veneer had crawled through the northern rift. What? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What do you mean? Um, and overtaken Midgard eons ago in the, hist- the events called the crossing. Wait. So supposedly humans had just been minding their own damn business on Midgard. And then somewhere at this northern rift, all of these veneer came through. That's the history we're told right now. Why is everyone always trying to fuck with humans? I mean, we are kind of the worst. I I never said we weren't, but like, we're always minding our own business in these books, and then they're like... Yeah, in books. Yeah, yeah, normally. Yeah, normally we're like, oh, okay. That's fair, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Why can't we fuck with, like, vampires or something? I mean, I like vampires. I'm sorry, vampires. That was mean. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't mean to come for vampires, but like I don't know. That's a good point. Um also this is page 44 of the first book in this series. How was anybody ever surprised at the end of the second book where it's like, oh shit, multiple worlds and we're across the you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Page 44, we get mention of how they came into this world through a rift. Like, interesting. Okay. Um we, it's like so so ingrained in their history that they have H-E and V-E as time. So H-E is essentially like B-C-E or whatever one we use now. I don't even know. Um, human era. And then there's V-E, veneer era. Mm-hmm. They literally marked the point where they were like, humans, sit the fuck down and shut up. <laughs> Your shit. Um, so Reed literally always said was sorry, Bang. And then he looks at the bottle and is like, oh, nice choice. <laughs> Didn't even, like, all he had to do was call or text and be like, hey, man, I'm running late. Like, so sorry. No, nothing. Nothing. He just expects her to just chill. Um, and I just, I don't, I, I don't, like, I don't know how Bryce is keeping her cool. So he sits down and, of course, he's looking around because usually people always want to come up and talk to him, right? Because of who he is. Um, he's got power whatever so his explanation for why he's late some of the malachim are restless about developments in the pangerian conflict they needed reassurance their investments were still sound the call ran long Mm. what the text if you're on a call you can still text um so obviously bryce is like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. hang on do they think the because we know like a little bit the pangerian conflict is the human rebellion on the Pangira on that continent so she's like oh hang on hang on you can't just casually say that like is war coming and then his answer is no the Assyri wouldn't let that happen well they let it happen over there so like what's 
And then I swear to God, if this, if the running late wouldn't have done it, this would have. His lips twitched downward. It's a complicated issue, Bryce. I would kill him. I would take that mostly bottle, empty bottle of wine, crack it against the, the freaking table, get a piece of sharp glass and just kill him right in the throat. This dude's the worst. Yeah, he's true. Like that. Oh, so she's like, whatever, fine. Um, so we get a little, again, we get more info dumping. So I'm trying to like break it down for people because it's easier. Uh, just, there's always reports uh, across the sea as Pangira. There's the human resistance um, over there. We do find out really quickly throughout the book that um, Pangira is way worse for humans than Valbara. Which is interesting, given what we see of how humans are treated in Valbara. Um, and basically, the human resistance over there is willing to literally self-destruct if they take the veneer with them. Like, yeah. they don't care at that point. They're like, fuck it, we'll take ourselves out if it means you gone. Um, so it's been 40 years over there. Um, and unfortunately, with Crescent City, they are literally on the Valbaran coast on that sea. So they're, like, closest. Should anything migrate, it would hit Crescent City first. They're not in a great spot. Um, and there, so we get a little bit more of geography. So they're on the southeastern coast. It's like midway up a peninsula uh, called the Hand. And there's like mountains around them. Um, so again, they're not in a great spot if anything happens. Mm-hmm. But we also get a little tidbit about Fury. Uh, if you remember, we just know that she's like basically an assassin, but they are like, oh, she's cool. We're friends, but nothing like of it. Um, she won't say much at all. Like, she won't tell you what she does, anything like that, like, whose side she fights for. Um, and basically humans for fi- near 15,000 years, or 15,000 years, which 15,000 years is also what we're told with Omran's timeline when she got to Corinthian, but whatever. Um, that's not coincidence. They've basically been in uh, slaves. There's this puppet imperial senate that actually does nothing that was supposed to give them more rights. It doesn't. It's the Siri run everything. Um, and most of the slavery is in Pangira. So Valbar is better for humans, which is great, but we still get it. Um, you know, we see Lahaba, she's the sprite, but she um is a slave and she's in Valbara. And they are marked with a tattoo. They literally mark them with the SPQM tattoo on their wrist, um, which is fucked up. Um, and we find out a lot of the slaves that are in are in Valbara, they're mostly the warrior angels in the 33rd, which is the governor uh, the governor's personal legion. They were um their slaves. We find out, of course, it's because they were part of the rebellion against the Asteria, but whatever. Um so we Crescent City, all of this to say is because of where it is, the political landscape, everything like that, it truly is a melting pot. We saw that in the first couple chapters, like it people of all walks of life types of veneer everything they're all over there um and speaking of that bryce keeps there's a fae that keeps catching bryce's eye and it's it's a female fae and um she has a human boy toy across the table basically from her um which usually i'd be like oh you know get that money honey like whatever if she's a sugar mama but um it's kind of creepy. Like this, she's very, very creepy, as we'll see in a few pages. Yeah, the description um, isn't great. No, the description is not great. Um, And obviously Bryce has some very, very deep feelings 
against, especially the house of um, Sky and Breath. She calls like the swaggering angels, the lofty sl uh, sliffs, and the simmering elementals. Um, house of shitheads and bastards is what Danica calls them. So, okay. Um, but at the same time, House of Earth and Blood, which is what uh, they're both a part of, is shifters and fae, and like they don't get along. And Bryce is like two houses um because the shifters humans all that house of earth and blood and then even though technically they're not humans aren't in the house of earth and blood per se like you know what i mean because like they are but they're not veneer like they're if that makes sense like they still get the house but they're not veneer so like it counts but it doesn't bryce is also Faye or house of sky and breath uh, house of sky and breath so, like, she's born of two houses, which usually you'd be like, oh, okay. No, in order to get her, um, like, citizen status, uh, her father, who she already resented for many other reasons, was like, sure, sure, I'll help you get that. Because it gives her a lot. It does give protection, everything. Um, she had to literally forsake her house of earth and blood. So, her fey father was like, yeah, just publicly acknowledge that you don't want to be known as human publicly acknowledge that you are shitting on humans like dude's a dick dude's a dick for so many reasons um so this going back to the creepy fae so it's a female fae she's probably super super old um <coughs> excuse me the human sitting with her is no more than 20 he's beautiful um, he doesn't have a slave tattoo, so okay. Um, and then we, like, Bryce is, like, kind of judgy, but not really, because you don't know, but I, I guess. Basically, we find out that a lot of uh, young humans do this because they basically become the face plaything play for whether it's, like, amazing sex, money, influence. It just gives them a better status, right, sadly. Um, and it's not obviously fair to the human because as soon as she gets bored, he's, she's going to drop him most likely. That's how a lot of the Fae are in this world. Um, and Reed just this whole time is just looking at her and like frowning because he can see that she's like looking around kind of judging and then just like goes back to the menu. And all Bryce can do is she keeps replaying snippets of Con uh, Connor's messages. I'm crazy about you. And she's like, you know, Connor wouldn't put up with this. Nobody else would. Um, like, why? She's literally just sitting there stewing of like, re reads a piece of shit. Connor's awesome. Um, and stewing about like how it is for half veneer females like her or humans in general and how like it's just a really shitty system. Like, really, really shitty system. Um, and her phone goes back, like, buzzes again. And. He has the audacity to frown at her for looking at her phone. He's not speaking. He's still looking at the menu. He was 45 minutes late and he has the audacity to be annoyed. So it's from Danica this time. I love this. Dump the limp-dicked bastard and put Connor out of his misery. A date with him won't kill you. He's been waiting years, Bryce. Years. Give me something to smile about tonight. SJM, you are a, you are a psychopath. You were a psychopath. We get all of this. Danica said she loved her before she left. And we know how this night ends. We know how this fucking night ends. Fucking pay for everybody's therapy. I swear to fucking God. 
So not only was Reed pissed at her, but by the time she reads one single message, he's on his phone. So she's like, oh, okay. So she tries to get his attention and he holds up a finger. Holds up a finger, like, hold on. I would lose it. I would lose it. I would lose it. I would lose it. So she keeps trying. And sure enough, their first course appears and she was laughing because it's a salmon. First off, I love salmon. I love seafood. But if you ever put a salmon mousse in front of me, I will puke on you. I'm just gonna throw it out there. In case you ever want to try to serve me salmon mousse, Madison, please don't. I don't eat salmon mousse. Does anyone? I swear to God, if I get more than one message from a listener being like, "Oh my God, I love salmon mousse," I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna question reality. Like, what, what, how do you even? What? Ew, no. Um, and it's literally just over a crisp of bread, and it's got like lattice work of like green plants, and it's like one bite essentially and he's like oh go ahead dig in what do you mean dig in what do you mean what do you mean it's like a tiny little thing um and she was like how the hell am i supposed to eat this i like whatever and then the fae female that she noticed sneered again so bryce is literally just like and i'm done she's she says i'm going and he's like oh okay doesn't even look up he thinks she's going to the bathroom um and she's like no no like thanks for this but i'm leaving and he's finally looks up at her finally and was like, what? Why? Sit down. Eat. Like, what's going on? Like, what? So she breaks up. Like, she's just, I love this. She's just like, nah, it's not working out. And he's like, excuse me? This man can't, can't fathom, cannot fathom being the wealthy dude that he is that a female, you know, would be like, what? So she just goes, bye, Reed. Good luck with work. And he just says her name and she's like, nope. So then, not only this, she just did this in a very high-class, you know, restaurant. Everybody's probably like, oh, my God, making a scene. As she walks out, she walks up to the fae female and just goes, like what you see? And it's in a cool voice that would have made even Danica back away. So I love, I love when Bryce goes all mean. I love it. The female just looks at her from head to toe, shrugs, and goes, I'll pay a gold mark to watch you two. And indicates the beautiful young man that is at her table. Huh. Like, what? <clears throat> she looks over and the poor kid, he, he's high as a kite on something. Just high as a kite. Um, and she smirks and she's like, I didn't know fey females had gotten so cheap. Word on the street used to be that you'd pay us a gold by the armful to pretend you're not lifeless as reapers between the sheets. Oh. Awkward. Like, she just says, fuck it. Um, and then she touches the guy and just to piss off the female, she has the bottle of wine in her fucking hands. And then as she walks out, she takes the matchbook too, is off the deck, like iconic. This is just good for her. Right. Um, and reads behind her apologizing to like the nobles around him for it, for the scene, not trying to get her back. And she's like, well, all right, then. And as she leaves, she's like, wait a second, it's 9 PM. I'm dressed hot. What am I going to do? She calls Fury and was like, hey. And so she's like, hey, are you on this side of the Haldron Sea? Or like, are you, you know, over there where we won't talk about it? And she's like, uh, I'm in the Five Roses. But like, I'm not coming over to watch. As she says, I'm not watching television with the pups. And so they make plans. And um, they're going to meet at the Raven in 30 minutes. But before she hangs up, Fury goes, I need to finish up a job first. So somebody's dying and or getting tortured or something. You know, somebody's not having a good night. 
Yeah. Somebody's not having a good night with her. Um, and R- Bryce literally goes, go easy on the poor bastard, Fury. That's not what I was paid to do. Oh, Rough. Love it. Love it. Kill your enemies. Um, so then we we get the next call is to Juniper. And she's at the studio practicing because she's really trying to be um, the first, uh, what is it, Fawn? Yeah. Um, like principal in the ballet company. Turns out, like, she also knew that she was supposed to be on a date with Reed. So that's when we're like, did Danica fucking tell everyone about this shit? So Bryce is just like, come to the come to the Raven. Like, we're 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 going, we're gonna get fucked up. Dope. Um, so she gets to the White Raven. It's only a five-minute walk, and she's like, mm, do I wanna just like go in and wait for my friends or do I wanna get into trouble? Into trouble. So she goes into an alley and um gets some drugs. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Except she was, there was a new drug that luckily she didn't buy, thank fucking God. And the um, Jackie female that's sewing them says, synth will make you feel like a god. But one dose of this shit was 30 gold marks. And thank God, again, she didn't take it because we know synth, sure, you'll feel like a god as you rip yourself to pieces and everybody you love around you. Um... So once she gets all the drugs, she starts taking some of them and then she's waiting and she pulls up the thread with Connor. And she is like, she, she knows, she knows this poor man's probably checking his phone literally every couple seconds waiting for a response. Like she knows what's happening and she's still like, Ooh, I don't know. So while she's kind of figuring it out, we get more information and I always find it interesting. So the Raven was just that this whole like club building. It's a temple. Um, it's got a marble facade. There's like, uh, or it it had been a temple, I should say. So it's encased in ruins, but the dance floor is like original. It's ancient stones of some long forgotten God's temple. So age worn carvings of satyrs and fawns drinking and dancing and fucking amid grapevines. So it was a temple to pleasure. I just, that in and of itself, the fact that we, like, one of the spots that a lot of action happens at is a ancient temple for a god. Uh, it sounds a lot like the ancient temples we see in Throne of Glass. Like, the truth teller, the god of truth. There's, like, a couple of the one that's in the middle in Empire Storms, the one that's, like, in the middle of the swamp, and it has a weird vibe. Like, this isn't, this is one of those instances where, like, SJM gives us these this info and you can't tell me it's not on accident you know what i mean like there's something there just keep that in mind um so she finally answers and she goes pizza saturday night at six if you're late it's over instantly she gets the bubbles instantly this man has literally been staring at his phone and the message he sends is i'll never keep you waiting don't make promises you can't keep is what she says and he says you mean it about the pizza and this is after she could tell that he had typed and deleted a bunch of shit and he was like do or she goes do you look do i look like i'm joking connor you look delicious when you left the apartment this is just mean so she's like tell danica i'm going to the raven with juniper and fury i'll see you in two days um done what about what's his face reed is officially dumped good i was getting worried i'd have to kill him oh god i love it 
kidding. And then he says, kidding, Bryce, I won't go alcohol on you. I promise. He tells Danica and Danica goes, how dare you go to the Raven without me, traitor? And it's because it's pack night. So she's like, enjoy pack night, loser. And then in all caps, do not have fun without me. I forbid you. You know, oh well. But we do find out, like, the pack of devils, their pack night is sacred. That's one of the reasons Danica is, like, beloved. Is she, it's literally sacred time for them to bond and be with each other. Um, And it's another, yet another reason that Danica should be the heir apparent for the, for as prime of the whoops, let alone all shifters. Um. Back to the conversation with Connor, though, she says, good luck handling Danica. And then he is like, well, she's telling me good luck handling you. So. And then Connor goes, you won't regret this. I've had a long while to figure out all the ways I'm going to spoil you. All the fun we're going to have. She just smiles. And people and says, wonder why I hate this book. I know. I know. And she it's smiles and goes, stalker. Obvious. I know. I know. And then he goes, go enjoy yourself. I'll see you in a few days. Message me when you're home safe. Get fucked. Towards the end of this book, when she finally texts that, I'm safe. I'm home safe. Fuck off. That shit is traumatizing. And then, of course, Fury chooses this point to sneak up on her and goes, whoop, you're dead. Fury's really creepy and I really love her. I really love her. She is just a vibe of death and destruction. And I, I love it. Um, and of course, Bryce is like, fucking don't do that. Like, I would do the same thing. And Fury just goes, don't be a walking target. So Fury's description is she has long onyx hair that's tied in a high ponytail. She's got sharp lines of on her light brown face. She's got deep set chestnut eyes that literally are just marking everything. And basically, like, if you look at her, she will kill you love it i fucking love it um she's got black leather leggings a skin tight velvet top and ass kicking boots that did not smell of blood so bryce is like oh this is a good stop this is a good stop fury sounds hot as fuck i'm just gonna fury is hot as fuck um and fury looks at bryce and goes you barely put any makeup on like that human should have known you weren't in it like you didn't care at all anyways because they all know like bryce is very much into how she looks um and oh, also Fury is basically going to tattle to Danica that Bryce was uh, not paying attention on a busy street at night and being like, because they all obviously like work Fury and like Fury's made the drop. Juniper is veneer. Danica's veneer. And then you've got Bryce who is half human. So they all kind of work best to make sure Bryce is, you know, not vulnerable. Um, Juniper to a certain extent too. So I think that's really like cute as friends, but then, you know, it doesn't matter because in the fucking chapter we're all fucking sad um but here's the kicker where we get again we're only on page 54 and we get this little tidbit with fury nobody knows what fury is she's veneer that's all we get nobody even knows what house she belongs to she has full citizenship full citizenship we know she does work directly for the asteria sometimes we know she's an assassin she is deadly as shit she is supernatural speed grace and reflexes she's never shown a different form she's never shown any magic but she is powerful as fuck and has the respect and is on the radar of some of the most powerful individuals in the world what Mm -hmm. what do you mean like what do you mean um 
And everybody's like, I mean, given what she does, maybe she's House of Flame and Shadow, but I don't know, because she's definitely not, we like with Jezeba, a witch turned sorceress, and she's not a necromancer, because like she's not bringing people back to life, she just kills people. And so Fury goes, where's the leggy one? I eat Juniper, which I love that. Oh no, Madison's getting kidnapped! Hmm. No, she's not getting kidnapped, it's fine. I, Eric just almost she and Madison I would like it known that Eric just like tapped her on the shoulder really quickly and Madison's handled it so easily anytime that Ian has tried to like sneak up or he's not even sneaking up to like tap me when we're recording if I'm not paying attention I am like flailing around like violent okay Madison literally just was like oh hang on and then just like calmly muted herself to look over at Eric we're not the same Madison is so calm cool collected and I am not. And that's okay. She handled that like a... Like, I literally wish you guys could see it. She literally is so calm right now. I was telling people about how... No, because, no, like, you are you are so calm, cool, collected. You've seen it when somebody, like, if I'm not expecting it and somebody taps me like that, I'm like, oh, shit, throwing punches. And you're just like, oh, hi, Eric. I love you. What's up? <laughs> I'm a scary motherfucker. Anyone come up to me, they'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Because you're an Amazonian with your long ass beautiful legs, so they have to reach up to tap you on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Beach. Uh, we're oh yeah 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 yeah. So, um, Fury's like, where's the leggy one? Huh? Like Juniper, like girl. Okay, okay, we know, we know. I wonder, like, I need more about their love story, Fury and Juniper. I need more, unless it means that one of them dies. Then I don't need more. Please leave it as it is. Just, I don't want that out there. Um. It cracks me up, though, is she's all about, like, Bryce, stay stay vigilant. Bryce, do this, this, and this. But then Bryce is like, I got us some goodies and holds up the rolled black cigarettes, which I'm basically like mirth root. Um, and then Fury goes, oh, wait, me too. And it's a bag of white powder. So basically, like, their version of cocaine is what I'm guessing. So I'm like, wait a second. You just went on and on about being vigilant mm-hmm. and like, oh, be good. And then you're like, ah, fuck it. Um, and then, so Bryce is like, wait, is that that new thing that the dealer tried to, like, sell me? And Fury goes absolutely still and goes, what do you, what? And, um, Bryce is like, oh, I don't know. It's like a godlike high, super expensive. And Fury instantly is like, synth, no, stay away from it. That's bad shit. Do not do it. Do not do it. Like, and Bryce is like, okay, if Fury's like that, I'm going to stay away from it. So whatever synth is, we, we get the feeling it's. One, really bad, but two, like, it's being seen across the continent. So, like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, And if Fury, who's holding up other drugs, but while also telling you to be safe, is telling you to stay the fuck away from it, let's not touch it, you know? It's almost like today's world with how many things are laced with what you don't want, you know, fentanyl, anything else that's in it. Let's just be really safe with our drug selection. How about that? Yeah? Yeah. Um... And Fury, even whatever Fury is about to have, like, got them, you can't. She's like, Jezebel won't be able to scent it on you. What do you mean Jezebel can scent drugs? Yeah. She's a witch turned sorceress. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's another one about Jezebel where I'm like, what do you mean? And then so Bryce just links arms with her and goes, let's go make our ancestors roll over in their graves. She had such fucking high hopes for a good night she agreed to a date with connor she got to dump reed in spectacular fashion she put a stupid fae female in her place she looks hot as fuck she's chilling with her friends she's got great high class drugs that are gonna give her a fantastic high she's about to have a great night until she isn't this is such bullshit 
but it's bullshit that I cannot wait to and have Caitlyn endure. It's horseshit. <gasps> All right. So, like we said, guys, our next episode we will get Caitlyn with us. And we can all laugh at her misery. <laughs> Guys, we really do love her. Don't don't worry. But we're just mean because it's entertaining. Because mm-hmm. I've literally never seen a book it hit her like that. Never. Books hit me and Madison like that all the time. Madison and I, you know, actually, like, recognize emotions and don't shy away from them. Caitlin does not like emotions. At all. Um... So it's funnier when it happens to her. It makes it makes it better. Um, okay, Madison, uh, what are you currently reading? Any more slow burns for anybody that's not a patron? Um, Madison's last read that I heard about that she literally binged in a night. Oh my I, god, I, it was so good. I, was a slow burn with a one sex scene at like the end of the book almost. <laughs> and there was a time jump. And there was time jump. And she's going on and on about it. Guys, guys, honestly, if you are not a patron at this time, I don't even care what level. Do the $2 for a month just so you can go listen to our last episode. Because if you want an insight to the chaos that Madison and I are and how we just fuel each other's chaos, our last Patreon exclusive episode, it's called Are We Good? We're not good. (laughs) That episode, I don't understand, like... We're so weird. A side note, there is an author, brand new, Lance Lansdale. Um, oh, yeah, what book was it? We what, Burn what, what? Beautiful. Uh-huh. That's the slow burn I was talking about, and it is she wasn't fucking talking about it. She was spectacular. About it. it is fucking spectacular. It's so good. Um, it comes out December 15th. It is just... I'm really so proud good. of you because that's not that far away. Usually you do this and you're like, it's coming out in six months and seven days. If you're <laughs> if you're a bookstagrammer, he is giving away some arcs. So if you want to read it, I highly fucking suggest it. It's so good. Um, kind of second chance romance, like former best friends. Um, it It's a gut punch, but it's so funny. Like you'll laugh the whole time you're reading it, but like every other chapter you're crying and then you cry and laugh at the same time. And it's just like, sounds very confusing for me. It's my, my so heart in my emotional. head would be like, what the fuck? It's so emotional and it's so good. Okay. I just, oh my God. I love it so much. I've read so many books this week and I posted about them. So I was actually pretty proud of myself. You had a double post day. I did. I did. <laughs> Fuck, I was about to message you and be like, did you mean to do that? <laughs> I just had to get it out. Okay, so then I also read And Then You by Briar Prescott. Um, not a slow burn, but spice, I will say, doesn't hit to like 50%. Uh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> this guy was a former Olympic swimmer. You know I can handle it oh, for okay, that. That's, oh, okay, that's <laughs> Okay, that, that tracks. Okay. Um. Anyway, former Olympic swimmer. Um, and it's the characters are so. This one's out, like in the world. The characters are just so funny. Their banter is so good, and it's like kind of like a fake enemies to lovers, um, which I really love. And it's also emotional. Cried during this too. I'm really becoming like a reading masochist. 
I was going to say. I, I like, just like to be horny and sob at the same time. I literally was about to be like, what did you do to yourself to deserve this? I don't know. I just like to be horny and sob at the same time. I have no idea. Anyway. <laughs> I don't even know. I have got to shout this out, though. And listen, I know I work for this author. I know. I, if you don't want to be sad, you just want to be like the horniest you've ever been in your life. Ben by Cora Rose. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about this one. Okay, guys. Listen. It's M-M-M. And it is the sluttiest thing I've ever read. And it is so good. And it will make you feel so good. And it's book eight in the series, but they're all standalones. Like, you don't even have to know the previous characters. Like, it impacts nothing. Um... It is so fucking hot. It's dad's best friend times two. Okay. And it is obviously age gap romance. It's just, oh my God. Ben is the sluttiest little slut there ever slutted. And it is. What was that? The sluttiest little slut that ever slutted. And it is so hot and it is so good. And I just, I love it so much. But then, if you're really. Can you say it one more time? The sluttiest little slut that ever slutted. That's so cute, but also funny. That's him. That is him. It's so good. It's so good. I highly recommend it. But it is, it's low angst, high heat, like erotica. Okay, guys. So, like, don't go in thinking there's, like, a lot of plot behind it. Um, But then if you also want, like, talk dirty to me, like, father, you know, like, dirty preacher shit, um, The Skeptic by Kelly Fox. Oh, my. I was also horny and crying during this book, too. So good. So good. Um, And, oh, my God. It literally starts, like, in the prologue. Like, there are two people in a confessional, and it starts with, I plan on defiling a priest, father. Like, that's how it starts in the prologue. It's so good. <laughs> Not Jesus. <laughs> oh, right? Right? Uh, oh, shit, I didn't. Oh, God, I cracked myself up. Yeah, so literally so good. I posted about all of them if you guys want a little, like, brief into it. She did. She posted a lot. I, I actually, like, read, and I was super proud of myself. I have so much shit to read. I also beta read for Ashley, but I won't tell anyone what that's about because y'all get salty with me. Oh, yeah, because when does it come out, bitch? This one? I don't even know. I, like, exactly. Hold on. That's why we get salty. Don't try to be like, you guys are rude for getting salty. We're not rude for getting salty with you when you do that shit. Hold on. I actually want to know because, like... Whore. I'm, I'm now curious. I'm curious. Um... <laughs> Oh, it's it's not even up on Amazon for pre-orders. Isn't that I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> LOL. Um, it's so good. Um, so I did that. Um, uh, Lark is killing me with justice. Like, might as well like put my body on a platter. I've been murdered. Um, but yeah, no, I've read some really good put shit my this week. Body on a platter. I've been murdered. You are on another level. Today. I've I have been reading some like I've been I've been down some shit. I'm also now I've decided I'm binging Kelly Fox because I love her, and okay. I'm reading Sanctuary, which is an MM hurt comfort romance. Mm-hmm. Listen to this whole series is based at a um, veterans gym. What? Yeah, like an army veteran, like veterans, like 
this one guy like owns a gym for veterans and it's called wrecked Mm -hmm. and like he's like the main character of book one and it's just like these characters are awesome they're so fun um i like that oh you would actually really like this series um the first like introduction book is ff (laughs) it's like a little novella oh yeah and it's oh you should tell danielle about it too Oh, I should. She's always looking for sapphic romances. I should. Okay. Um, I'll do that. But now I'm I'm in the MM series and it's just so good. It's so good. But it also like, I mean, they're like real vets and they talk about like PTSD and like mm-hmm. the emotions and like they get behind it. And like, they're all like, they're not all from the army. I said army vets earlier. Sorry, but to, so you would understand. Armed forces. <laughs> armed forces. Um, but I mean, just so, 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 so good. I'm 70% of the way through book one. So it's really okay. good. Uh, not very, <laughs> that's pretty normal heat too. I think it started at right, 50%. Is, God, okay. someone give me some slutty shit to read. <laughs> I need more. I need more Ben. Um. Okay. So obviously, um, still trying to dig out from an Iron Flame book hangover. Um. I read Bookshops and Bone Dust. It's the prequel to Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. You guys already know Legends and Lattes was one of my favorite books this year i think it was this year yeah it was this year that i read that it was one of my favorite it is literally like a warm cozy fucking hug in D fantasy format sapphic romance it's fucking adorable i loved it and i was like oh my god i guarantee you like there's no way bookshops and bone dust woo! even like i don't okay at least as good as legends and lattes it's so these books are literally just when you just need comfort you know, like something cozy and cute. And like, literally I was giggling and kicking my feet multiple times during this book. Yeah. It's so good. And like the state, like the plot is amazing, but it's still like a lower stakes, right? So you don't get like the anxiety that comes with a lot of like fantasy books as you're reading where you're like, oh God, oh God, oh God, what's going to happen? Something bad's happening. Like you don't get that. So it's just like a cozy read. I know I've, I've recommended it to so many people lately, especially as people are like, I just need something like, not real, like a lot of people are like, I want fantasy, but sweet. And I don't want to do like romance yet as they're like digging out of like, especially like an iron flame or people I from the JLA. Book or thing. You don't, I don't want to do romance. What the fuck is that? No, like they don't want like, yeah. Anyways. And I'm like, okay, here, this is a good little one to like start you on your journey through your book hangover. So that was good. And then I finally got around to just because I was like, oh, I had like a decent amount of time for like a block of reading. But I was like, I still don't want to jump into like a big endeavor. So um, I finally read, Kelsey's going to be really excited, uh, The Chalice of the Gods. It's the newest Percy Jackson book. So it's YA. Like it's uh, the Percy Jackson series. It's set a couple years later. He's about to turn 18. And it it's very short. It's a quick read. It was really cute. It, it reminded me like how much of like why I love the Percy Jackson series and how cute it is and the mm. character. It's it, it was adorable. Um, so if you're a Percy Jackson fan, um, even if you haven't read all of the series like up until then, if you just read the Percy Jackson books, because you know there's like three, four other series that he he's done. Not to mention like other authors that he's like quote unquote like sponsored. I guess would be the best word. I'm not like 100 percent sure. Yeah. Um, 
you don't need all of those to like jump back into this one. Like it's the main characters. Like there's references that you might not pick up on, but like it's still, it was super, super cute. Um, and then other than that, I've just been doing my annotating through House of Earth and Blood. I'm doing it slowly. Otherwise I will sit and just devour it without like my annotating. Um, Cause I still have, uh, I want to actually Madison, like look at this. Madison should be amazed because she knows I don't annotate. I'm amazed, look at that. but also vomit. I know, I know. Um, so I'm like, I really do like slow down as I annotate books. But other than that, um, yeah, I finished Chalice of the Go- Chalice of the Gods yesterday, so I've yet to pick my next read, and I can't decide if I want to. I have a couple like dark romances. I've got some cute romances, or do I want to stick? I, I've I've been doing fantasy, and I'm like, do I want to keep with the fantasy? I don't know. I've got way too many books to read, so I got to pick one today. Um, and that's that's where I'm at with uh, my reading. Um, Maddie, social media. ACOTR podcast. ACOTR podcast. Breath is lit. You know where we're at. You know what? Um, so with that, uh, our Instagram shout out. Let me make sure I've got the entire right thing. That way. Um, was our bookstagram uh giveaway for the fourth wing holiday edition and the uh black sprayed edges iron flame. Uh the winner is the reading street. Um, that's her handle is at the reading street. Um, I, I like, I, I was, I'm always excited when we do these to let the winner know, but the like excitement, like the, like, I just, I, I'm very excited. She, she is very, very excited. I'm excited. It was a journey at the post office. That's a whole other thing. Stay away from the post office until like January, honestly, end of January. Cause then there's returns. The post office, another hunger games reference here was the hunger games. I'm always at the post office. Yeah. But like, I'm not. So I wasn't even sure what I was doing. And then there were so many people that were mad and they were being so mean, not the post workers, like the postal workers, and they were being so mean. I was like, guys, I think you fucked up. Why are you being mean to the postal worker? Like, calm down. Mm-hmm. People are crazy. Um, So that's very exciting. Uh, I am very, very excited uh, for the books to arrive because I am. I, I just I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, apparently they were um, sold out in where where she lives. So that's fantastic um and then our patreon shout out uh is callie girl i just want to wish her a uh belated happy birthday she had the cutest her um her co-worker made her a uh taylor swift theme did you see this madison look yeah i saw that isn't that adorable we all need co-workers like callie girl's co-workers because for her birthday it's like a um 1989 themed cake and it's like Myra's version, and it's it is a gorgeous cake, also. But like, mainly happy belated birthday. We love you. You're amazing. Um, and I hope you enjoyed your cake. Although it's one of those cakes where they're so pretty, you don't want to eat it. You know what I mean? Not at all. Not at all. I just I would eat it. Can I tell you? You're gonna judge me. So if it had if I, if I was little, even when I was a kid, if the cake had like a cool design on the top, you know what I would do? Mm. I would take a like bread knife and cut off the top across the cake and save it and then i would eat the rest of the cake yeah i love that that doesn't even surprise you no didn't even phase her she's like yeah that tracks Mm -hmm. it's weird yeah it is it is it is but 
I like pretty cakes. I don't know what to say. Um, let's see. So, uh, our book club pick for the month is Iron Flame. Uh, there, I just started patrons. Don't worry. I, I started a discord channel specifically for the series itself, let alone the book club channel that you can do. Be careful with spoilers. You're all are already very good about it, but just, you know, um, we will get dates up for, um, the book club for after the holiday. Probably it'll be like early December just because everybody's calendars, which speaking of that, so for everyone um, that is listening in the United States, it is November 19th. This week is Thanksgiving. I uh, I will have a chill holiday. Uh, Maddie gets to host for her family. Um, thinking of you, boo. Thinking yeah. of you. I live right here. If you need to run an errand and end up at my house for hours, I'm here. Don't worry. Um, so with that in mind, we will not have a, um, Thirsty Thursday episode this Thursday. That is Thanksgiving itself. I will be in a food coma. Um, yeah, I bought an entire Thanksgiving. I plan on making a full Thanksgiving meal for just Ian and I. I found a little seven and a half pound turkey and I'm going to be real honest. I didn't realize it because I was like, oh, it's just a small turkey until we got home and Ian was like, like, you do just realize it's just because it was a juvenile turkey. Like we're eating a baby turkey and now I don't want to eat it. I feel real bad. I didn't think it through. I thought it was just a small But turkey. eating an adult turkey is fine? At least it got to live some, I guess. I don't know. It feels bad. It feels dirty. I don't know. I feel bad. Um, But so we won't have a Thirsty Thursday episode. And then we also will be taking next weekend off as well. Don't worry. We'll be back that Thursday. We're going to reset our week. So we'll be back with a Thirsty Thursday episode. Let me pull up the calendar so I have the right day. We will be back on the 30th with a Thirsty Thursday episode. Um, well, still always, it's Maddie and I, like, if you want to reach out, you, as Madison said, you know where to find us by now. Like, we, we can't hide even if we wanted to. Well, <laughs> I, I would hope so, yeah. Um, so with that, um, if you are in the United States, we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We hope, uh, if you're in retail, we love you. And you've got this. Good luck. Both of, literally both of us have worked retail on Friday, Black we Fridays, have. multiple times. Yeah. So we completely understand. For anybody that is not, don't be a dick. Be nice to retail workers. Be nice. Be nice to everybody in general, but be nice to retail workers, please. Please. Um, and then if, if you're not in the U.S., we still hope you have a great week. And don't worry. Again, we'll be back on the 30th. We will miss you. But if you want to talk to us, you know where to find us. So with that, guys, um, as always, cheers to our high fae bays. Bye.